Welcome to ABC, Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. The Bible reading is taken from Matthew chapter 6 and verses 19 through to verse 24. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness... How great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. I once saw a bumper sticker that said, He who dies with the most toys wins. And it's funny, but it also communicates a a profound truth of, of, of our society today. We live for money and acquiring stuff. It's all about money. We need money and we need lots of it. For we find our value, our significance, our security, our happiness in acquiring wealth. And so we treasure money. We treasure our wealth and our possessions and all our material stuff. And yet Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. In other words, do not treasure earthly treasures. But what exactly does he mean by earthly treasures? What are earthly treasures? He can't be referring to money, surely, because we, we all need money to live and to survive. We all need to earn money, invest money, save money, so we can provide for our family and our retirement and so on. In fact, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 8 that we need to provide for our family. Jesus is not talking about money per se, but the love of money. Greed. That extravagant desire for more money. That excessive dependency upon money and wealth and possessions and material stuff. Materialism. But what is the problem with the love of money? What is the problem with greed? Well, Jesus says to us in uh, verse 24, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And over here, Jesus personifies money as a powerful slave master whom we serve. That's the problem with the love of money. 
We think money serves us, but in reality we serve money. We think we own money, but in reality money owns us. How does that happen? Well, we all treasure something. We, we all, all treasure something. And when we treasure something, it means we, we place a value on it. And we derive a lot of worth from it. And when we look at that, that our treasure, we say, I will do anything for that. I will pay anything for that. I will do anything to ensure I don't lose it because it's worth it. And then I will be worth it. And so it owns you. Take note that you don't actually have to have money to love money. You might not have a lot of money, but you could still covet money, desire after money, want more, have stuff you don't have. Envy those who do. And then again, the love of money has a power over you. You're enslaved to it. Why do we value money so much? I mean, particularly in our society today, we seem to be obsessed with money. Well, two main reasons. Money offers us, promises us, significance and security. Firstly, money gives us the feeling that we're really important, that we're significant. We want to live in a certain place. We want to eat in certain places. We want to hang out in a certain social circle. We want to wear certain clothes. We want to go on certain holidays. We want to have certain fancy gadgets because they make us feel important. They give us a sense of self-worth. They make us feel good about ourselves. And money gives us the feeling of security. We say, if I've got money, then I'll be safe. And we believe if we've got money, then we can gain some kind of control in this ever-changing and uncontrollable world. Significance and security. Now, what's wrong with that? I mean, significance and security, that sounds great. What's the problem with that? The problem is, money over-promises and under-delivers. They say that money talks, but in my experience, money mainly says goodbye to me. <laughs> See, money over-promises but under-delivers. It promises us significance and security, but it never delivers. It never satisfies us. We always feel that there's still something missing, that there must be more. And it doesn't matter how much money you have, you still have this feeling that you need more and more and more. And as a result, you are in slavery to money. Money is your God. And Jesus says... In verse 19, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Money might offer us and promise us security, but money can't stop anything from happening. It can't stop a financial crisis. It can't stop a disaster. It can't stop thieves from breaking in and stealing. It can't stop a broken relationship. And money can never truly satisfy because it never lasts. Money and possessions will never last. Moth and vermin will destroy it. Thieves will break in and steal it. 
So if we don't spend all our money and end up in debt, there's still inflation, financial crises, bad investments, not to mention the mortgage costs, the high maintenance cost of our house, the depreciation value of our car, the inbuilt obsolescence of all our technological gadgets. None of it lasts. It can never truly satisfy because it will never last. And rather you'll end up in slavery to it. Jesus then has this obscure saying in, uh, in verses 22 and 23 where he talks about the eye and the body and the light. And he says in verse 22, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, in other words, if you have a generous eye, your whole body will be filled of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, in other words, if you have a greedy eye, a, coveted, a covetous eye, an eye that's always loving money, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? You see, the, the unhealthy eye is a symbol for a greedy eye, a covetous eye, an eye that loves money. In other words, it's about being stingy and selfish with your money. It's about being envious of what other people have got, other people's money. And the result of this is that, it, Jesus says, it brings a darkness to your soul. It brings a darkness, an utter darkness to you. You see, money offers us significance and security. Money even has the ability to inspire devotion. We become completely devoted to it, completely preoccupied with it. We, we can't stop thinking about it. We can't stop stressing about it, worrying about it. And it demands sacrifice. The love of money will demand sacrifices. We will sacrifice our health through working long hours, through not having relaxation, through, through stress, through not, uh, not exercising. And it will sacrifice our relationships. There won't be any time for our spouse, for our children, for our friends, or even for God. The love of money will destroy you. It will destroy your health. It will destroy your relationships. And it will lead to utter darkness. Now the problem, of course, is nobody thinks they're greedy. Nobody thinks they're greedy. And the problem is, it's because greed is such a relative thing. There's no clear line. You're not greedy, you're greedy. And therefore you never know if you've crossed that line. It's like a spectrum. I mean, it's not like adultery. If you commit adultery, you know you've committed adultery. I mean, you don't say, oh, oh, you're not my wife. I mean, you know if you've committed adultery. But with greed, it's like the spectrum. It's relative. And we never really know. And so what we do is we compare ourselves with our friends who are just as greedy as us. Or even better, we, we, we compare ourselves to people who are richer than us. We, we all know someone who earns more and is more extravagant with their money than us. And we go, oh, well, compared to so-and-so, I'm so not greedy. 
And we never ever consider for a moment that we might be greedy. What? Me? Greedy? Never. And so we never ask the question. We never ask the hard questions. We never ask, do I need to be spending so much money? Do I need to be spending so much money on my house? On my clothes? On my holidays? Do I need to be more generous? Do I need to be giving more to the poor and to the church? Do I need to be more generous? And even if we're struggling uh, financially, we don't have a lot of money, we need to be asking, well, am I always thinking about money? Am I always coveting after money? Am I always desiring to have what I don't have? We need to ask the hard questions. You see, if you want to overcome greed, in fact, if you want to know if you are greedy or not, you need to have the conversation with yourself. And even better, have the conversation with someone else. If you marry, definitely have that conversation with your spouse, but also consider having that conversation with a close friend who you can be open with about your finances and that you can be mutually accountable with. Because otherwise we deceive ourselves. We never realize that we are greedy unless we have the conversation. A, a quick test is how do you react to rich people? Do you despise them? Look at their house. Look at their money. Do you dislike them and feel superior? I can't believe they do that with their money. Do you envy them? I wish I had that. I want that. Because if you do, then the love of money probably has a hold over you. Secondly, how do you react to poor people? Do you respect them? Do you think you can learn from them or do you think you're superior? Oh sure, you might help them, you might have compassion on them, feel sorry for them. But, but do you think you're above them and that they're below you? If you do, then the love of money probably has a hold on you. Thirdly, are you generous? How generous are you? Would your friends describe you as a generous person? So does the love of money have a power and a hold over you? But the big question is, how do we overcome greed? How do we overcome the love of money? Well, firstly, through generosity. Going back to verse 22, Jesus says, the eye, of the, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. A healthy eye was a symbol for a generous eye. The unhealthy eye was a symbol for a, a covetous eye, a greedy eye. The healthy eye is a generous eye. The eye that's always looking out for that opportunity to be generous, to, to help someone, to bless someone, to be kind to someone, either financially or in other ways. And it's costly. There, there will be sacrifices. We will have to change our life and our lifestyle so that we can be generous. But a truly generous person doesn't mind making the sacrifices because they just love to be generous. Their giving is sacrificial, but it's also joyful and deliberate because they just love being generous. 
And the way we overcome greed, the way we overcome the love of money is by finding a spirit of generosity, by discovering the joy of being generous. The healthy eye was also a symbol for a single-minded eye, a single vision. And this leads us to our second point. The second way that we overcome greed is by being totally devoted to Jesus. Jesus says in verse 24, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, I've always read this this verse to mean that if you love money, if you are devoted to money, it will have a, a, a drastic effect on your relationship with God. You will love God less, and actually, in some ways, you will start to despise God. Now, now that's true, of course, but that's just to read that verse negatively. The principle in this verse is that it's impossible to be totally devoted to two things all the time. Because there will come a time when the interests will clash and you will have to choose between the two. It's impossible to be totally devoted to two things all the time. And therefore, we can read this verse positively. If we truly love God, if we are totally devoted to God, we will start loving money less. And we will start to despise the love of money and materialism. So the solution is to treasure God, your relationship with God. The way we overcome greed is to treasure our relationship with God. That's effectively what Jesus was talking about in verses 19 to 20. He's effectively saying, don't treasure earthly treasures, treasure heavenly treasures. Don't treasure money and materialism, rather treasure your relationship with God. Because if you truly treasure something, you will forsake all other treasures for that treasure. If you truly treasure Jesus, your relationship with Jesus, if, and it's only when you truly treasure Jesus supremely that we will be free from the love of Him. How do we treasure Jesus supremely? Well, we need to realize what Jesus did for us. Jesus had ultimate security. Jesus had ultimate significance. Jesus was in heaven. He was the Son of the Father. He had ultimate security, ultimate significance, yet He gave up His security and His significance to come to earth and to die on the cross for us. He gave up His significance and His security for us. He gave up all other treasures for us. You only do that for something you really treasure. And when Jesus looks at you, He says, You're worth it. Dying for you is worth it because you are my treasure. And when we realize that, and when we can know that deep down in our heart, it will free us from the love of money. In fact, it will free us from everything else. And when we invest in our relationship with God, that's what it means to store up treasures in heaven, to invest 
in your relationship with Jesus, that will lead to ultimate significance and worth. And that will lead to ultimate security that will last for all eternity. And no moth or vermin will destroy it. No thief will be able to break in and steal it. So are you struggling with the love of money? Does the love of money have a power over you? Are you constantly wanting to and, and feeling the need to have more and more? Are you being open and honest with yourself about your finances? Let's hand our finances over to God. If you're struggling financially, then reach out to Jesus and ask Jesus to help you overcome worry and anxiety, to find your true worth and your significance and your security in Him. And if you're struggling with greed and the love of money, reach out to Jesus and ask Him to free you from the love of money and to give you a spirit of generosity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we can't believe how much you love us, how much you value us, how much you were prepared to give up and sacrifice for us. Father, I thank you that when you look at us, you say that we are worth it. It was worth dying for you because you are my treasure. Oh, Father, help us to respond to that. Help us to receive that. Help us to know that deep down in our heart. And Father, we pray that you would, through that, that you would set us free from all other treasures. That you would set us free from greed and from the love of money. That you would set us free from the need to find significance and worth and security through money. That we would be able to find our true worth, our true security in you. And Father, we pray that you would give us a spirit of generosity. And that through that spirit of generosity, we would have that light that will shine deep down in our heart, that would fill our soul with light and joy. And that through our generosity, we would be able to share that light and that joy with others and bring light to all. And so we ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.